thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, to be able to give some information to your listeners. Um, uh, just that little bit of information may save some lives. Welcome to the Family Travel Podcast by A Big Peachy Adventure, where we help families plan their adventures, whether it's for a week, indefinite, or anywhere in between. No matter what your budget, we bring you hints and tips from the experts, inspirational stories of families who are living their dreams, as well as must highlights from places that we and our guests visit. Welcome everybody, it's Michael and Natalie here with another episode of the Family Travel Podcast by A Big Peachy Adventure. So today we're talking to you from Caloundra. We've finally crossed over the border into Queensland, which we're very excited about. It's taken us only five months to get here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we have got a big hint for everyone listening out there planning a lap, and you need to write this down. If it's school holidays, you need to book accommodation if you're going to be anywhere near the Gold Coast, Brisbane, whatever coastal region. Our wonderful run of not booking and just rocking up places has sadly ended, and it's also the end of our cheap rates that we've been getting everywhere. I spent a good few hours the other day madly messaging and um, calling probably about 20 different places trying to find a spot for us, and um, I have to say this caravan park at Caloundra, they were awesome in fitting us in. Um, They had one spot left, so we took that spot, but that was only available for one night and so then the next morning we had to move to another site and then now we've got to move to another site tomorrow but that's all fine because we're having a great time it's a wonderful caravan park right on the waterfront um, lots of kids activities during school holidays we've finally found other children which the kids are stoked with so they've been off having their face painted riding their bikes around. As well as the caravan park being awesome, uh, we're really loving the area as well. So uh, we had a great family run slash bike ride slash coffee uh, down on the Esplanade this morning. Um, This Queensland weather is absolutely sensational and for once it's actually been nice to get into the pool. So we feel so privileged to have Ricky Essa from Follow Me Fall Drive on the show today. Um, You won't hear much from me, although you will possibly hear me (laughs) cough, cough, coughing away in the background. Um, I'm at the tail end of a cold, so I'm there, but um, not really talking. But anyway, there's so much information in this um, upcoming episode. Um, One thing that came from it is that I do wish that I was there in on it because um, from Ricky and Michael talking, my wonderful role that I've had as chief uh, navigator sitting in the passenger seat Looks like it's coming to a sad, sad end and Ricky and Michael have been chatting and they've agreed and I have to say from listening Yeah, conspired. <laughs> and I have to say from listening to this episode I may also agree that I will be doing a towing course and learning how to drive the caravan shortly. But anyway, so um this episode on towing a caravan seems pretty basic. How did it come about, Michael? Well, I had a uh, a message uh, from a friend saying that we should do an episode on towing a caravan. Uh, so when I responded, uh, you know, what are the sort of things that you'd like us to cover? Uh, the response was, how not to die. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, he, this, this guy, uh, my friend, he was going to be going from uh, hardly ever towing a trailer 
to getting a caravan and traveling full time with it. Hey, friend, you know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) And and this is actually a pretty common occurrence. And we've spoken to quite a few people who have gone through this situation. Uh, About the same time, this name, Ricky Esser, kept on popping up. Now, Ricky, from the moment I spoke to him, you can just absolutely tell he knows his stuff. Not only does he come across as insanely knowledgeable, but he's also a regular on Channel 7's Discover program, uh, a weekly feature on a 5AA radio program about four-wheel drive and towing. And his company, Follow Me Four-Wheel Drive, they offer nationally recognized four-wheel drive, defensive driving, their towed uh, trainers and also offer ATV and side-by-side training. So the credentials speak for themselves as well. And so when you know how much that this guy knows, when you compare what he says to some of the things that you hear and the conventional wisdom on Facebook, I think it shows that this episode isn't just for the absolute beginner, but I think a lot of people out there who are already towing will get a lot out of this particular episode. Now, before we get on with this episode, um, we just have to send a huge, big, sincere thank you to everyone that listens and everyone that's left reviews. We're pretty chuffed to have discovered that we're the number three ranking travel podcast in um, Australia and number 17 in Canada, which is really bizarre. But anyway, we'll roll with it. After just seven weeks, that's a pretty big achievement. And um, we're so thrilled that we're helping people realize their dreams and helping people plan their um, extended holidays with their family. It means a lot to us to know that that's happening. Um, if you haven't left a review on iTunes, if you could hop over there and do so, leave a star rating and also a comment, that would be awesome. It means that um, not only will we hopefully maintain a high ranking, we may even get higher, which would be mind-blowing, but also it helps others find our podcast because iTunes has got weird algorithms which goes on things like ratings and all that sort of stuff. So if you could do that, that would be sweet. Also, at the end of the show, stick around because we have got another review of a holiday park. So if that is something that interests you, which I'm sure it would, then please stick around and have a listen to that. So anyway, here is our absolutely awesome chat with Ricky Esser. We hope you enjoy. Uh, Ricky, welcome to a Big Peachy Adventure. Yeah, Brooke, thank you. Thank you. So the listeners uh, have a bit of an understanding about your background and um, some things you've been involved in. Uh, can you just tell us a little bit about your history related to four-wheel driving and caravanning? Okay, doggy. Look, uh, I've been an active trainer for, uh, for over 20 years uh, within the four-wheel drive community uh, through the Four-Wheel Drive Association. Um, and about 12 years ago, uh, after working a lot to a lot of hours and a lot of overseas trips and so on, I uh, decided to start my own business because, you know, back then Steve Irwin had always said, follow your dreams. And he was one of the guys that I, I admired, even though he was loud and so on, but I admired what he said. And he said, look, follow your dreams. So my wife and I decided to uh, to start a uh, four-wheel drive training business, or back then it was uh, about four-wheel drive tours. Uh, so I sent out a couple of emails and uh, Get About Training Services contacted me uh, about their TOED, uh, which is the national uh, nationally recognised towing training program. So I jumped on a plane and went to Sydney and spent a few days over there and had a look at TOED and I went, wow, this is great. 
So uh, during my full driving career uh, as a trainer, I've always delivered nationally recognised training and been up with the latest standards when it came to full drive training. But uh, with uh, Get About, uh, it certainly is uh, worlds apart when it comes to the quality of, uh, of full drive training that we deliver. Uh, now, we're a national company through uh, Get About. Uh, my business here in Adelaide is Follow Me Four Wheel Drive. So I bought the licence uh, for the TOED training program and uh, within a short period of time I was delivering uh, the nationally recognised towing training program and over the last 12 years I've helped hundreds of people uh, to be able to manoeuvre their caravan and to also uh, save them uh, a lot of the hassles when it comes to the communication side of it, getting them set up ready for journeys like you guys are doing and making sure that, uh, that they are ready to go and safe. Yep. One of the things I couldn't recommend uh, more is that people actually get some driver training. You know, you've probably seen it more than me. You know, people who are, you know, they've bought a caravan, they don't have much experience towing, they've, you know, previously towed a 6x4 trailer once or twice and now they've hit the road with uh, a two and a half tonne trailer behind them. Uh, if someone couldn't attend a towed course, uh, what advice would you give to someone who is, you know, going from only towing that small trailer a few times to towing a caravan? Well, the first thing I would say is do a towing course. <laughs> because, because, look, the skills that we give them, uh, I've been towing trailers since I, uh, since I can remember, you know, um, uh, helping my dad to, you know, the age of, uh, you know, before I could actually drive and, uh, you know, where there's the ute, there's the trailer, go and get hay bales and, you know, and that's that's uh, many years ago. Uh, and then there was uh, towing Dad's boats for him and so on. But I, yeah, back then, um, uh, there, we don't have the technology that we have now within the vehicles, but still, uh, unfortunately, there are accidents happening involving caravans. So I would advise the people that are out there, if you've just jumped out of a Corolla and you've gone and bought yourself a Land Cruiser and put a three-and-a-half-ton caravan behind you, go and seek the advice of some professionals. Make sure you've got your weight distribution system on there because if you've got your weight uh, coming up off the front wheels, uh, you're going to get poor steering, poor braking, poor cornering, excessive tyre wear. The thing's going to bounce and porpoise and it's just going to be uncomfortable. There's plenty of uh, forums out there, but uh, obviously we've got to consider the fact that uh, the industry experts are the people to speak to. Uh, you can speak to our TOED uh, trainers uh, and they can also give you some advice. But there are a lot of industry players out there, you know, your caravan retailers. Uh, those guys are all towing tra caravans and trailers themselves, so they would be able to help you or point you in the right direction. If you jump on my website to, or onto uh, for, on my YouTube channel, for example, uh, I've got all of the episodes uh, of towing and four-wheel driving stuff that I did when I was working, uh, uh, delivering stories with Channel 7 uh, here in Adelaide on a program called Discover. Uh, so for six years, uh, I did seven to ten episodes a year. Uh, we would talk about uh, the different things when it came to towing, when it came to four-wheel driving uh, and setting up and so on and so on. So so that uh, that gave me six years of uh, a lot of experience of being able to, to put that out to the public so that people were able to get some free advice. In speaking of advice, uh, what would be you know, this advice you'd give to someone who's towing? First of all, uh, get to know your caravan. Uh, when it comes to loading your caravan, the first thing you need to think about is what are you towing? You're towing a dirty, great big brick. 
So there's the wind resistance side of it. And uh, when you've got trucks blowing past you, how that trailer is going to, uh, to, to be stabilised. When you are loading your caravan, you want to go above the axle with your heavy items and forward of that axle. That way you keep the ball weight on the front. Knowing what the ball weight of your caravan is, uh, is also important so that it actually maps the ball weight of your vehicle because you don't want to be putting 250 kilos on the back of your car when you're only you're supposed to be putting 200 kilos of ball weight on there. I see a lot of mistakes made where people decide to put a dirty great big toolbox on the back and a generator and some spare tyres and all they're actually doing, yeah, they're taking some weight off of the, uh, the ball but they're also creating a pendulum with, uh, with that weight on the back. Being aware of the amount of load that you can carry in your caravan. If you look at the tear on your compliance plate, that compliance plate is going to tell you what the thing is uh, weighs when it's dry. Then you'd look at the ATM or the aggregate trailer mass and you take the tear from the ATM and that will give you what your payload is. So you just remember that one litre of water is worth one kilo. And you should be travelling with your water tanks full to help keep your centre of gravity down low and to also help stabilise that van. A lot of the uh, RTA and uh, roadside inspection stations are now pulling caravans in and weighing them. So that way, uh, you know, if you, just on the yeah, on the worst case scenario, if you have an accident and your caravan is overloaded, you could void insurance. The other thing is is looking at your vehicle. If you find that the vehicle is dragging down at the back end and the front end is lifted up in uh, at the front then basically a weight distribution system is designed to push the weight forward back onto the front wheel so that you can maintain that control and steering. If you're unsure, pop into one of your caravan retailers or, a, a, you know, a, for example, a, a tow bar place where they're actually um, selling these weight distribution systems and get them to do some measurements of your car. If you measure from the bottom of the wheel to the bottom of the guard, if your front of your vehicle has come up any more than 5 to 10 mil, uh, then definitely a weight distribution system. If the back end's dropped more than 20 mil, you also need a weight distribution system. Um, I've just had some clients that came to a towing course on Monday, and the first thing I've advised them with their uh, Ford Ranger in their caravan is that they should be putting a weight distribution system on the van. So once we've fitted this weight distribution system and got everything leveled up correctly, uh, the, the vehicle was actually spot on. Um, and, uh, and I found that uh, there was only a 15 mil drop at the back. So that weight distribution is going to stabilise the combination uh, and also stop that pauper thing or the back bouncing in the back end. The other mistake that people make is um, uh, that they go too fast. You know, that the, uh, the thing is that um, caravanning or touring is about getting there and just relaxing and enjoying the drive. You know, as soon as you start getting up around that uh, 80 kilometres an hour, wind resistance starts to climb exponentially. So that's going to save you money if you are travelling that uh, that little bit slower and enjoying the scenery. When you've got trucks that are coming towards you, what you want to do is maintain your speed. You know, don't decelerate or try and back off. Just move over to the left so that you can take away some of that buffing or uh, wind uh, that gets blown at you. Uh, if you're too close, then that uh, caravan could become destabilised. The same as when a truck is overtaking you, just maintain your speed. You know, if you're doing that 85, 90 k's now, old truckie's going to look at uh, where he's going to overtake because he knows the road because he travels it up and down every day. So he'll find his spot uh, where he's going to overtake you, he'll build up his speed, and then he'll come out and around you. Just maintain your speed. Uh, give him a flash when he comes past you, that way he can move back in. 
if you don't uh, maintain your speed and you brake or you take your foot off the accelerator, basically the caravan starts to push against the car and it could destabilise the combination. Read your instructions about uh, your uh, brake controller. You know, if you've got the Red Arc uh, Tow Pro Elite in your vehicle, you know, uh, people will have the misconception that that is self-calibrating and that you don't need to adjust that unit. You do actually, uh, it is self-calibrating with the orientation of the box for the G-sensors, but it also requires you to adjust that brake controller so that the brakes, when you apply your foot on the brake, the caravan's going to do its own braking and not the car braking for the caravan. The other mistake that people make is that they think that a brake controller is just set and forget. Don't forget your load balance is changing. You've unhitched the caravan, you're in the caravan park, you've bought food, you've filled up with water, you've moved things around in your caravan, you've bought souvenirs, etc., etc. So your load balance is always changing. So every time you hitch the caravan, you've got to go through and, uh, and then do those checks by pressing the button, making sure that the brakes are pulling up the car, and also that uh, you do a firm brake just to make sure that the braking system and everything is working in unison with the car. The other uh, thing that people should be aware of, if you get any caravan sway, uh, don't rely on the ESC or the electronic stability control. If you recognise and see that that caravan is starting to swing and sway, just remove your foot off the accelerator and press and hold that uh, override button in. You may have uh, one of the other style boxes that you slide the slide across, but with the red arc, you press and hold the button in, that's activating the brakes on the caravan, which then stretches the combination and takes away that pendulum or that caravan sway. Then what you do is you find yourself a nice safe place to pull over and have a look at how your load is balanced inside your caravan and start moving things forward. That's an awesome amount of information there. Just um, really keen to dig into a couple of the points you made, and there were some excellent points there. Uh, one of the first ones you mentioned was on travelling with um, full water tanks. Um, you know, some people, I know, travel with empty water tanks um, for weight-saving purposes because they might be approaching their ATM even without it. Um, yep. what, what distribution uh, issues or uh, what stability issues are there to do with travelling with empty water tanks? Okay, well, look, uh, if they're approaching their ATM and they're running low on water, on water, or they haven't got a great deal of water in there, what that's actually going to do is it raises the centre of gravity of the caravan. So, for example, you get a truck blow past you and the top of the caravan can swing and sway. All right, as the weight transfers or uh, the caravan leans across to the, uh, the left, the weight transfers across to the left. Then it's going to rebound across to the right and then back to the left and that could also destabilise the combination. But if you've got the heavy items down low, you're going to keep the, the, the centre of gravity down low. So travelling with the water tanks full is uh, is one of the important things that we do recommend at TOED. Uh, but if you are approaching the ATM, then yes, look at how much water you have got in there and uh, get yourself to a weigh bridge and check with your caravan, with it full and all your gear in there and see what your weight is. The heavy items that you've got up in the cupboard, for example, the cans of peas and corn, all of your novels and books and so on and so on, each of that is weight that is raising that centre of gravity. I had a caravan come along and the lady had that many novels and books and paperwork up in her top cupboards. By the time we worked it out, she had roughly about 40 kilos of weight up yeah, in her wow. cupboards. So you think one piece of paper doesn't weigh much, but you get a ream of paper or a box of paper, the weight starts to build up. 
I guess it all comes back down to, you know, weighing your van and knowing exactly how much weight you've got to play with. So you can mm-hmm. make sure you can tra- travel safely with the full water tank there. Yep. Well, look, the uh, getting to the weight bridge, what you want to do when you go to a weight bridge to, uh, to check your caravan weight uh, it's basically bring the caravan on and disconnect with just the jockey wheel on the uh, the scales and move the car. That will give you your ball weight, your actual ball weight of uh, what the caravan weighs. Then you can bring the whole caravan onto the uh, onto the scales. Uh, so that's your, uh, your your jockey wheel and wheels of the caravan, and that'll give you an aggregate of the trailer or what the whole weight is. You can then move it forward and just have the wheels of the caravan on the weight bridge and the draw uh, the jockey wheel off and uh, and that will give you your GTM or your gross trailer mass which is the amount of weight being transferred to the ground. And, and talking about ball weight you also mentioned as well about the weight distribution hitches. I'm a fan, I've got um, the Heyman Reese one on my Pajero but there seems to be a bit of debate about well I don't need them because I've got airbags. Uh, what, what are your thoughts there? Okay, with airbags, airbags are great to carry the load inside the vehicle. So you've got all that weight inside the vehicle, you want to bring that back end back up. That's great. All right, so that will help carry the load and bring the ball height to the, the correct height. But don't forget, as soon as you put that weight on the back of the vehicle, you're actually getting a seesaw effect on those back wheels of the car. So you've got the weight behind uh, the axle. It pulls down on the uh, on the back of the vehicle, which lifts the front of the vehicle. So airbags are going to help carry the load of the vehicle, but it's not going to change how the dynamics or the weight distribution is uh, throughout the vehicle because the back wheels will rotate slightly and pull the weight up off of the front regardless. So they do completely different jobs then? Exactly. So the weight distribution system, if you look at a wheelbarrow, for example, you've got a full load in that wheelbarrow, and you've got the wheel at the front, you pick up the wheelbarrow and the further you go forward or the further you lift that uh, the weight, uh, that wheelbarrow up, the weight then transfers forward. So it's the same kind of effect that you have uh, with the weight distribution system. That's good to know. Um, you also mentioned as well about the speed, uh, you know, people travelling too fast and the you know, air resistance increasing exponentially once you hit above 80. What, what are your thoughts on travelling around the 100, 110k an hour mark? What additional impact does that have on towing safety? Well, that's, that's exactly it. It's just stopping distance. Look, as, as long as you've got your brakes set up correctly on the, uh, the, the caravan, um, there's, look, there's no problem with travelling at those sorts of speeds as long as you're capable and comfortable and confident to do that. Uh, the only issue is, is trying to react and manoeuvre if anything does jump out in front of you, don't forget you've got all that weight that's going to affect the dynamics of your vehicle. If, you, uh, if you've got something you're trying to avoid and you, you swerve violently, uh, then basically you are going to possibly be in trouble because the caravan is going to react in a negative way, which then throws the balance of the vehicle out as well. So it doesn't matter. Look, the speed is not uh, is not the problem. It is the dynamics between the caravan and the uh, uh, and the car. So um, you're travelling at that sort of 100, 110. Uh, look, if you're more than capable of doing that and you don't mind paying for the fuel, then then so be it. Before we got on the call, um, we're having a quick chat, and you mentioned about uh, the towed course uh, almost being like a bit of uh, marriage counselling. Um, and you mentioned about uh, reversing. Um, you mentioned that reversing skills aren't that hard once you've got the communication side of things sorted. 
Well, look, uh, simple hand signals uh, in front of your body. So, for example, if you're hitching, which is one of the stressful things that people do, um, you're just standing down the side of the car, get yourself uh, level with the uh, uh, the ball on the or the hitch on the caravan, and uh, and then uh, look down the side of the vehicle. You should be able to see your partner in the mirror. And then you just use simple hand signals in front of your face, which, uh, you know, it's, it's hard to demonstrate over the phone. But if you want them to go left, then you point across the left. If you want to go right, point across to the right. If you want them to go straight, just, just give a signal that is, is going to give them straight. Hands up in front of you is a stop signal, so your palms forward. All right, and just waving down slightly is slowing down. All of these are done in front of your face because they're going to be looking at your face and that makes it so much easier to communicate and, uh, you know, that's where the marriage guidance counselling side of things <laughs> come in. No problems. And, um, you know, when we're talking safety and maintenance checks for our vehicle, when, when you're towing on a day-to-day basis, when you're either taking off from the caravan park or even when you're stopping, what sort of the safety and maintenance checks that someone should be doing and, and what are the sort of things that can go wrong if you don't do the basics? Okay, yeah, just going around your caravan and making sure that uh, no one's tampered with your caravan. So no one's tampered with your vehicle? Yeah, no one's tampered with the hitch or the pin uh, or, uh, you know, uh, uh, they haven't, uh, you know, bumped into your caravan. You know, um, a funny well, a story comes to mind uh, of a lady and a husband. Uh, uh, they were in doing some shopping in Horsham before Audi uh, came to South Australia. And uh, they uh, they went back to their uh, their vehicle and they started to drive off to uh, into Victoria, and uh, someone had actually opened their hitch on the uh, on the on the caravan, and as they were driving along, uh, because uh, they went through a nasty bit of a bump and a spoon drain, it actually bounced the caravan up off of the uh, off the ball. Uh, it went down uh, in between the chains, so everyone cross your chains, please. Uh, but it went through the chains stuck into the ground and it dragged the car and caravan off the road. They were in a local uh, caravan repair centre here in South Australia and the lady noticed the Toed brand uh, and she just started to talk to me about her experience. And she actually started to cry, the poor thing, and uh, you know, and I said, look, uh, come on a Toed course and I'll get you sorted. So they eventually turned up on a towing course and uh, the first thing that happened was when, they, when the lady jumped behind the wheel, uh, she burst into tears. So a little bit of coaching and uh, and you know a bit of sympathy and and she was fine. But at the end of the day, she was absolutely stoked with uh, with what she'd learnt at the towing course. And off we go. I've heard stories of the pin being removed uh, from out of uh, out of where the tow bar tongue goes in. So you'll get that thing moving backwards and forwards and all sorts of noise there. So just going around and just doing a quick walk around your caravan. Uh, checking your uh, your load security or your hitch your hitching security, but also go around and check your tyres as well. Have a look and see if you haven't picked up a screw or a nail or something. You've got one of those tyres is deflated, because if that tyre is deflated, eventually it's going to fail, which then could destabilise the combination, and then all of a sudden you're in trouble again. Excellent, and uh, yeah, just um, I guess reiterate that point you made about the the chains, making sure they're crossed. Uh, if they're not crossed, you don't want the um, the hitch just going straight through, straight down and digging into the ground. The other thing that people also should be looking at as well is getting rid of the mild steel shackles and put a rated, sh- rated shackles on their uh, uh, to connect their chains to um, to their car. 
you know, a, you know, a one ton or one and a half ton shackle uh, is more than capable of handling the weight of the caravan because of the rating and the minimum braking strength of about five to one ratio. So um, they'd only cost a few dollars more, but it's going to add a little bit of extra safety. You've spent all that money on your caravan, the chains are rated, the hitch is rated, the ball's rated, everything is set up, but why risk it with uh, cheap shackles? Yeah, that's um, that's a good point, and I guess that's one of the um, you know myths that you commonly hear is the uh, police uh, pinging people because the shackles aren't painted yellow, <laughs> when in reality it's actually about are they rated or not. Yeah, well that's exactly right. Look, the uh, the colour on the shackles is just a manufacturer's uh, colour, uh, so but that doesn't have the rating. What they've got to look for is a WLL which is a working load limit, uh, which is actually an Australian standard. The other thing that uh, people make the mistake of doing is they put their breakaway system, uh, the connection there, into the shackle. It should be connected independently of the shackle because if a shackle comes off, then you've lost your uh, uh, breakaway system. So that needs to be connected independently of that shackle. And um, any other bits and pieces that um, someone should know about just the general driving techniques? So, you know, think about speed, accelerating, braking, cornering, um, some general pointers there. Okay, look, um, when you are out there on the road, the first thing you've got to think about is getting yourself set up in your seat correctly. So sitting nice and upright so that way you're in the good driving commanding position you know, both hands on the steering wheel and uh, making sure that uh, your arms are slightly bent, that's going to help reduce fatigue. Obviously, you're concentrating for a lot longer and a lot harder towing, so your rest breaks, instead of going to be two hours, they might be an hour, but it all depends on your fatigue levels yourself. Plan your day, how you're going to tow, what you're going, how far you're going to go, your scheduled breaks, etc., etc. Uh, that way, you're going to stay refreshed and can concentrate for a longer periods. I would definitely encourage the partners also start to learn how to tow, uh, whether they come to us at a tow ed course, but they should be learning to uh, to tow to tow. That way, if something happens to the main driver, you know, uh, it could be something as their fatigue. You know, they could jump behind the wheel while they have a power nap or a bit of a sleep, uh, and then uh, 15, 20 minutes later, they uh, the partner can take over again, and happy days. Yeah, look, um, I think uh, as Natalie was joining us uh, in this podcast, I think she'd uh, <laughs> 100% agree that she needs to get to the time calls as well, so, so she's going to be sharing the load shortly. Um, what, what are the main, I guess, myths and misconceptions that you hear about towing a caravan? Oh, look, uh, where do I start? Look, um, people, people are unsure about tyre pressures now. People look at their tyres and they go, oh, yeah, look, I only need to run 32 or 40 PSI on there. But if they look at the sidewall of the tyres, they'll give them a weight. So, for example, for a dual axle, it's 900 kilos at, um, you know, at 65 PSI. You know, if they've got a caravan that weighs 3,200 kilos, if you do the maths, you divide 3,200 uh, by 3,600, it'll give you a percentage of what that should be of that 65 PSI. But the manufacturer on the placard will give a recommendation on what those tyres' pressures should be. Because if you're running with your tyres down low, first thing's going to happen is it's generating heat in the sidewalls of your tyres. Also, you're getting excessive tyre wear, and the extra drag that you'll get from the caravan is actually going to, uh, to cost you money in fuel. So if you're doing a lap around Australia and you're, you're spending, you know, uh, you know, fifteen to twenty thousand dollars on fuel, 
you might be able to save yourself two or three thousand dollars on fuel just because of tyres. The other thing is that uh, you need to look at the placard on your vehicle. Uh, for example, uh, a BT50 will have a uh, an economy, uh, an unloaded and a loaded factor there for tyre pressures on the vehicle. So you need to increase the tyre pressures to counter or cover the load that you are towing as well. So that way you don't have any failures in your tyres on your vehicle. The other thing that people do uh, do do <laughs> I've seen on uh, a lot of towed courses is that they uh, put the fuel on the back of their trailers. Uh, it is actually uh, it's not legal to be carrying fuel on the back of your uh, your caravan because it is an impact zone for rear end, which is you've got an explosive container there. So uh, get your fuel, uh, carry it inside your vehicle. Uh, if it's diesel, it's it's quite safe inside the vehicle. If you're carrying petrol, uh, then uh, utilise some storage space inside the caravan, one of the boots or cupboards. But the thing is that you've got that many service stations out on the road, so you just need to plan your journey as you're going. No, that's um, that's that's some really good advice. And uh, on top of that, any are there any other mistakes that you see that people commonly make related to towing their caravans? So people say that uh, reversing is the uh, the hardest part of uh, of any activity with towing. If you look at your overall towing, you're going to spend 99% of the time going forward. And that's where most of your accidents are going to happen. If people don't allow themselves enough space, so for example, you're coming up to a tree or a post or an obstacle, you want to give yourself at least one to one and a half metres clearance between your vehicle and that obstacle. That's then going to guarantee you're going to get the clearance for your uh, caravan as well. And you need to start making your turn when that obstacle actually reaches the back wheel of your vehicle or the mud flap or even the back bumper bar. And then you make a hard turn. That's going to guarantee that your caravan's going to go around that without, you know, cutting in and uh, and actually um, hitting that thing, which then could cause some damage. So people need to think about that, and also the speed that they're going when they are turning. Just take it nice and slow. It's only going to inconvenience the uh, the general public for a few seconds for you to pay attention. Then you actually make a mistake and actually cause a traffic jam or a blockage. And just as a bit of a, a I guess, a closing comment. If you could have a billboard with one message on it related to towing a caravan on it, what would it be? Go and do a towing training course. Come and see us at TOWED and we will make sure that your caravan is set up correctly and you're prepared for your journey. You know, it's a cheap investment uh, when you're looking at uh, some of the combinations that I've had. People have spent 120000 or more on a vehicle. They go and buy a caravan, you know, and I've seen caravans come to a towing course, you know, 150, 180,000. Um, you know, so you're looking at uh, half a million dollars or more, uh, sorry, quarter of a million dollars or more there that they've invested in the lifestyle. For a few dollars more, getting that advice from TOED is, is invaluable. Plus, the other thing is it is a nationally recognized training program. And that way, you will get a statement of attainment at the end of the course once you once you pass the course or you're deemed competent. You can then take that to your insurer and say to them, oh, look, uh, we would like a discount. We've actually completed a national recognised training program. CIL was one of our backers that we had with our towing training. Uh, and then basically, they will actually give you a discount. And there is some cashback offers available, I think, from memory. That's good to know about CIL with the discount um on top of that as well, um, what some people may not be aware of um, when they're toing and throwing about weight distribution hitch, we actually got a discount 
on our caravan insurance because we have a hand and race weight distribution hitch as well. So when people say, should we have one or not, my thoughts are, well, if insurance companies are reducing premiums because you have one, they must work, otherwise they wouldn't be forking out for it. No, exactly. And uh, the other thing uh, that I've seen as well is the caravan's got a 15-amp input. So when you plug into the caravan park, it's a 15-amp socket. But when they plug in at home, I've actually seen uh, extension leads where the earth pin that is nice and thick or uh, much bigger than the normal pin, I've seen people actually file that down so that they can plug into their house. Then they've got their caravan, they've got their, their battery charger running, they've got the air conditioner running, they've got the fridge running. All of this stuff is drawing power. So they may be doing some damage to the circuit on the house. So if you are going to uh, plug into your house and you've only got a 10-amp socket, go to Bunnings and buy yourself, uh, or one of your retailers, and go and buy yourself an amphibian, uh, which reduces uh, the current down from uh, you know 15-amp down to 10-amp. So you plug that into your house, your 15 amp cable plugs into that and that limits the amount of current flow there. That way you can utilise the, the house safely. And uh, if anyone's unsure what the amphibian is, I'll uh, link to that in the show notes. Uh, I think they're a great little product. Uh, mm-hmm. Now getting back to your point about go to some driver education training, tell us a little bit about you know where people can find out more about you know your courses, uh, what you do and where to find you. Okay, look, uh, they can jump on the web and look up TOWED, uh, which is spelled T-O-W-E-D. All right, so uh, our head office is actually in Sydney. Uh, so um, I'm, you can talk to them about your towing needs, what you would like to achieve in your towing course, and we're more than happy to help where we can. It doesn't cost a lot to join in a towing course. We've got towing centres right the way around Australia. And now, as I said, I look after South Australia. Uh, I get a lot of Northern Territory clients come down to me, but I'm actually going to start uh, travelling to the Territory one day and uh, and then uh, basically uh, start promoting the towing course up there as well. You can also reach us on the 1300 number, which is 1300 305 660, or you can email to uh, toed.com. Um, just info at toed.com.au you can also email me or contact me uh, through my follow me forward drive and uh, and then get some advice there so you can jump on my website and have a look there you can have a look on the Toed Facebook page or the follow me forward drive Facebook page and we've got a wealth of information going up there all the time my email address is info info at follow me 4WD for forwarddrive.com.au and, uh, or you can ring me on 08-8387-4331. During the summertime here in South Australia, uh, I'm on the radio program, on the summer program on a Sunday, uh, which uh, I do about uh, an hour and a half with Brad Aldridge on 5AA. Uh, and we talk about all things towing and forward driving there. So there's a lot of information coming through on that as well. I'll definitely be jumping on as we're driving along in the caravan, uh, doing 85 days an hour with our weight distribution hitch. Because <laughs> um, I'm sure, you know, I, I don't think anyone can disagree that, um, you know, the amount of content we've covered today has been absolutely sensational and I'm sure everyone, including myself, has learned a lot. So, look, Ricky, I just want to say thank you very much. It's been very insightful and I'd highly recommend that any of our listeners uh, make contact with you and if they're not from South Australia or the Northern Territory, the Toed uh, Company National. So thank you very much. 
Well, that's no worries, and thank you very much for the opportunity to uh, to be able to give some information to your listeners. Um, uh, just that little bit of information may save some lives, which is uh, the fantastic thing. But just ring the uh, the one three hundred number one three hundred three zero five six six zero, and Toed will uh, put you uh, directly in contact with me, or they'll take your details, and I'll I do the courses here in South Australia anyway. This episode is proudly brought to you by Family Friendly House Sitters, the only family-focused house-sitting community. So if you're a homeowner and you're going away at any time in the future and you're more than happy for a lovely family to come in and care for your home and all your beloved pets, now is the time to jump onto familyfriendlyhousesitters.com and register. Not only can you list your home, but you can also search the profiles of families who would love to care for your home and your pets so you can find the perfect match And be confident when you go away that your home and your pets are in the best hands. Not only is it free, but as a special incentive, the first 30 homeowners go into the draw to win some really great prizes. So you've got nothing to lose. Visit familyfriendlyhousesetters.com and register today. Thank you for listening to a big peachy adventure of families travelling full-time. What drives us is hearing of those we've inspired to simplify their life and take the first step towards their travelling goals. So please, if you get any value from what we're doing, the biggest reward we could ask is that you share this podcast with your travelling buddies. Don't forget to click subscribe and also please leave us a review. Five stars hopefully, but if not, that's okay. Please leave a comment and let us know what we can do better. If you'd like to connect with us personally or have any questions, You can find us on Facebook at A Big Peachy Adventure. See you on the road and happy travels.